Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Josh here from RPG From Scratch, a podcast about creating and playing your own tabletop RPGs. Join me and the homebrew hombres as we talk about our experiences with the systems that we've played, dispense invaluable GM advice, answer the questions of people currently playing games, and involve listeners in the creation of our own world and game system that we're creating right on the podcast. Right now we're working on a D20-style tabletop RPG like D&D or Pathfinder called Artifacts, where great roleplay is encouraged by simple mechanics, where multiclassing is common and not just for power gamers and doesn't cripple your character, and where brand new characters can hop into the story with more powerful ones and still feel useful, and where you are in complete control of your own character's progression and can change the course of battle by leveling up on your own terms. If that sounds like something you'd be into, and you want to contribute as we build the game world and the mechanics, check out RPG From Scratch on the Nerdy Show Network and anywhere else you find podcasts. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hello, loyal listeners. This is once again the Epic Piecast, episode 72, coming to you. From the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And we are back, I guess, after the longest hiatus we've ever had, I think. (laughs) By far. Also, not entirely true. We're coming to, we're not actually, not all of us are in Studio 6C. That's also true. Yeah, we do you, are. Do you have a Do you have a cute name for your location for this remote recording? Yeah, we're, uh, this is the uh, 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 Studio Inwood. Oh, Studio Inwood. Yeah. It doesn't have a cool tagline because you can't say in the beautiful, spacious neighborhood of Inwood. No, I guess I guess Studio One I. That's a that's a that's cool. Those look good together. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So should, should I do the intro again? No, this is it. That was the intro. There are no do-overs. <laughs> no do-overs. <laughs> what are we gonna? What are we gonna take five months and start becoming pros at this? <laughs> yeah, I know. Why? Why break with precedent now? But seriously, five months five is our months. our longest break. Five and it's funny months. because we are now recording 
uh, this episode after this long absence, and yeah. we don't even really know if we still have a job. Like, we might just be sending this. <laughs> Do people who work for the Nerdy Show, are they even still alive? Like, I, we have well, not, I've sent, we have been very negligent podcasters, not I, just to our some, audience, uh, but to uh, our bosses. I've sent some, uh, some carrier pigeons to the wasteland of Orlando, Florida, to check on uh, the Mad Max style life that <laughs> the Nerdy Show crew are sort of living in at the moment. Um, and I haven't heard back yet, so you know, no news is good news. Great, this, this may be, we can put this in a time capsule that they will dig up <laughs> yes. after the pandemic ends. Yes. Uh, you know, and I should like, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take the blame for this, that the reason why we have had such a long absence is largely my fault because oh, I'm, okay good i'm glad you're taking responsibility oh no i will own it like, yeah or, so since we started this show it has always been my own personal um agenda that one of the things that we are going to do to set ourselves apart from other podcasts where they have guests or talk about topics or whatever is that we would always record everything in person we've yes. never had we've never had a guest via skype no we've no. We've it's, only it's ever always interviewed been in Studio Six C. Yes, yes. It's only ever been. We've only recorded when we could both be there. We've only ever. Well, that's not true. But we've only ever recorded both of us when we were in the yeah. same location. Yeah. And we've only ever had guests when we could get them physically in our location. Yeah. And so, even though remote sort of collaboration on projects <laughs> has become the normal since since the pandemic has begun. I've still well, been I mean, clinging to this idea that, like, it's not going to keep going on that long. We're going to be able to get together and record an episode, and we can look back well, on that little <laughs> blip in world history that happened in the spring of 2020 yeah. and carry on. And it just the longer this goes on, it seems like that is less and less so, within the realm of possibility. So you're, you're basically confessing to be an audio snob. I am absolutely an audio snob. I, like uh, the, I pride myself on the fact that we have... Uh, Even though quality production values and that we always have a live face to face like Even though ninety nine point nine nine percent of all the podcasts out there are using Skype or Zoom or whatever sort of remote communication device they have to do their podcasts. True, but not the ones I listen to. Oh please, come on. (laughs) Yes, they are. Okay, I'm clinging. You're clinging on to this, I don't know. Ideal of the perfect audio setup um, for all what I guess I seventeen listeners now. I guess we listen. Yeah. Oh no, seventeen. Uh, a few of them are now probably dead. Actually, so we probably have fewer than that. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. A moment of silence for the dearly departed <laughs> episode uh, listeners seventeen and sixteen. Uh, yeah, I guess I am a, I am a snob in, in that way and that I am a, a real perfectionist when it comes to uh, media production. Uh, and I like to <laughs> okay. take the time and do things the way that I think they sound best. And I feel that little things yeah. like that, um, I feel like, oh, I feel like the, the, um, the polish that comes with that, that sort of, I don't know, nitpickiness outweighs uh, the convenience of recording a guest. I don't know. 
You know what? And since since I'm the one with Pro Tools, I'm the one who like rules over these decisions with an iron fist. That's also very true. Yeah, since you're the one who uh, (laughs) records and edits these, uh, then you sort of have carte blanche in say uh, how the software the software is called Pro Tools. (laughs) Okay. 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 Uh, But yeah. So here we are. Here we are. Face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Now, and even though we are, lo- just so so the audience can really put themselves in our pants. Oh, jeez. Uh, we are also FaceTiming while we do this. So. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've got some sort of really sort of Rude Goldbergian janky <laughs> setup going on here where I'm recording my audio separately than the FaceTime conversation and he's going to link it up somehow and i don't know with magic with magic uh well fuck son i haven't spoken to, spoken i haven't yeah i haven't spoken to you in a long time well i have kids now <laughs> is one of them named nelson no. and this no. has been the 72nd <laughs> episode of the epic podcast i quit We'll be back in another five months with the <laughs> remaining seven minutes of this conversation. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you heard, but um, mm. earlier this year, a, a global health crisis uh, affected everybody. Oh, really? Um, Go on. Yeah. And was exasperated by our government's uh, lackluster response to it. And was this on as Facebook? Because if it's, if it's not on Facebook, I don't really know about it. Oh, it, it's on Facebook. You can mostly find everything you need to from um, non-fact-checked memes and poorly edited okay. YouTube videos. So if good, you need good, any good. information, I, it, there's always some out there, there that will support a, your existing biases. Is there a idiotic pushback on both the science and the government response because someone watched a YouTube video? What? Did, did, have you already read this book? Because, yeah, that's that's precisely what's happened. Well, no, I, I just guessed uh, it because, you know, hashtag internet. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's it's astonishing. I mean, I don't, I don't even know where to start with all this. I mean, we start with how quarantine has affected our lives and then how the uh, sort of anarchistic pushback against quarantine has ruined my faith in humanity. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Uh, none of it, because I think I think it's been covered ad nauseum by better podcasts and better podcast hosts than us. Probably uh, with better production say, values too. Yeah, needless to say, I don't think we've seen each other since maybe whew, late February, early March. Yeah, I think the last time I saw you, I met you in a train station. I was getting ready to go on tour in uh, last February with MC Lars, and I met you in a train station to no, lend you a that's microphone. Not, that's not even remotely true. Oh, no? No. The last time we saw each other is when you came over to see my puppy. Oh, that was after tour because you got the puppy while I was on yeah. tour. That was the last time I saw you. I came over oh, and I Oh, by the way, met... I have a puppy now. You have a puppy. You have a dog. Man who has feared animals his whole life because of his yes. deathly allergies. So, has a, okay. Has a hold puppy. on. Let's, let's, let's backtrack because I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. So, okay. We, we did a podcast. We've, we've lost December. the rhythm. We don't know how to, we don't I, know how to do this I anymore. I, so we, we had a, we had a podcast in December. December. We did, I know. What a, 
What's that was like several lifetimes ago now. Yeah. Uh, we did not have a podcast in January because you went on tour and I yes. was going on my honeymoon. Yes. Uh, oh, right. You and to, so, yeah, I know. So, uh, I guess, you know, this is old news now, but how was the tour? <laughs> <laughs> if memory serves, yes. uh, the tour with MC Lars yeah. um, and, and then half of the tour was also the double clicks joined us. Right. I remember um, that. Yeah. If, if memory serves, it was one of the most satisfying and successful tours by ev- any measurement um, ever. Oh, it good. was, it was amazing. We had great shows and people bought lots of merch and everybody was at the top of their game. Oh, and nice. Traveling with Lars was an absolute delight and, and doing shows with the double clicks was an absolute delight as well. Oh, good. Um, and there were no there were no hiccups or no problems. It was like it was a flawless tour. It couldn't wow. have been better. Yeah, awesome. Which is great because uh, I thought that I was going to go on that tour and then I was going to start gearing up for an, a tour uh, in May 2020. And so I was like, great, I'm going to go home and work on some projects for a couple of months and go back on on the road. That's yeah. what my new reality is as a full time this <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And um, so, obviously, the May tour was canceled pretty early into the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I'm just grateful that the February tour was was successful enough that I've been able to live off of it since yeah. this, this started. Um, but, yeah, it was a great tour. Awesome. Great. Shout out to MC Lars and to his wife, Ash Wednesday, who also, during this crisis, welcomed the birth of their first child, Atlas Robert Nielsen. Atlas Robert Nielsen. Shout out to Robert Nielsen. Atlas. Atlas Robert Nielsen. How many of your friends do you call by their middle name? Well, I'm going to start calling Robert by by Robert now. Uh, Except Robert Nielsen is already a person. That is uh, Andrew's father. Okay. <laughs> where, where do we go from there? Uh, I don't know. Well, good. good. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy Thank that you. that was successful. Uh, I was. Uh, I'm always a little jealous when you go on the road, and I'm very glad that it was a successful tour. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good. I couldn't complain. Um, I mean, I could. I, I can always complain, but <laughs> I, I'm choosing not to because good. I would really have to dig deep to find something that was complaint worthy. Right. Trip. Right. 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 Uh. But uh, the honeymoon was great. And you went to Thailand. Yeah. Oh, man, I screwed up. I was going to name a, a, a the wrong country and see how mad I could make you. <laughs> no. <that's laughs> you went on your honeymoon to Luxembourg. No, no. We went, we went to Thailand. which Madagascar. <laughs> interestingly enough, the, the, the uh, coronavirus was just becoming like a big, big deal when we were there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, in fact, um, we spent a lot of time in Bangkok. And, uh, by the way, Lisa and I had a fantastic time there. Uh, awesome. Really lo- wonderful, lovely time. Um, and, but God, it's fucking hot there. Holy shit. It is yeah, hot. Oh, boy. And we were there during the winter. And it was just Oof. hot. Uh, and it was a really, really good time. Um we spent like the first two weeks in Bangkok and then we spent like the last week in northern Thailand, which is uh, we went to Chiang Mai. And if I had to do this all over again, I would spend 
the entire three weeks in Chiang Mai. It was beautiful there. Did is it because that felt Bangkok felt too much like a metropolis and too much like not being on vacation because you were in a big city? Um, uh, part of it, yeah. I think I think a lot of it was just it was a, a, a major city. So it was a lot of the things that we sort of deal with in New York City. Like there's just crazy traffic. There's lots of people. You know what I mean? There's alleyways that you that are dark that you go down and you're like you're terrified you're going to get murdered. But at the end of it, you're going to get like delicious, you know, vegetarian <laughs> deep fried, you know, uh, 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 goodness. And so it's kind of like it's 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 I, don't, I wouldn't say it's culture shock, but it was definitely. Um, the most foreign of foreign countries we've been to so far. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't speak any of the language. You know, we didn't really know any of the customs. You know, there's a there's a monarchy there, so, like, there's a lot of rules pertaining to the king. And um, But I think Chiang Mai, uh, for one, it was cooler because it was in the north, so it, the temperature wasn't nearly as high. And it just seemed more more laid back, whereas uh, Bangkok is a little more hustle and bustle. Chiang Mai was very relaxed, very sort of like easygoing. I think uh, also I think it was the it was the place where we did the stuff that we love to do of our trip, of our memories. Those were the things we loved the most. Like that's where we saw the elephant sanctuary. That's where we took a dinner boat cruise on an old converted rice barge. Um, we took a, 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 a traditional Thailand cooking class there. Like it was just, it was a place where we did the things that we had the most fun at. So, you know, I mean, it's, we probably won't go back because there's a lot of countries out there, but if we did, sure. you know, Chiang Mai would be the place we go. Nice. Yeah. Um, did you listen to that song a lot? I did. <laughs> I, I knew I it. I knew did. it. I freaking knew it. Uh, Lisa got, was was over the joke halfway through the first time I played it. Um, and I just kept playing it. <laughs> the city don't know what the city don't know. That's right. Is that how it goes? I know the devil One night in Bangkok makes bang. the heart man crumble. Yep, that's how it goes. That's yes. exactly how That's exactly how my memory of it goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I got to touch an elephant. I got to... Um, eat delicious food we we went to tons of museums got a lot of culture and history um uh we had to get our temperature taken as we were both entering Chiang Mai and leaving Chiang Mai and as we were getting on the plane from because it was a because it's like a 17 hour flight it's it's it took us like because of the layover, it took us something like 21, 22 hours to get there. Wow. Yeah. Was this, and this was in January or February? This January. was the, this was the last week of January and then the first two weeks of February. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then that we, was really when everything was starting to like yeah, we, surface around we, the world. We basically escaped it. We, we were just ahead of it by just enough to not get sort of, um, uh, uh, to not sort of catch it, basically, um, but we did have to. We we our layover was in Seoul, um, mm-hmm. and we lots of we got our temperature taken a couple of times during layovers and stuff. You know, so it was it was a pretty big, big big deal um, that was developing 
when we were there. And then we landed in the US, and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, it became a big, big deal year. So <clears throat> it was, uh, we got very lucky that we didn't catch it. Yeah, it's, it's weird to look back on like times from just a few months ago and kind of watching this unfold in, in whatever way. You know, yeah. I remember, I remember like, Andrew and I in hotel rooms on tour would we'd be watching the news and there would be you know it would be like the third item in the news this yeah. this this virus um, seems to be worrying health officials around the world and that never really seemed like anything for us to really take seriously yeah. but it started getting pushed closer and closer to the main story every time we would watch the news <laughs> so that when we were in the last week we started being a little more concerned and then it started to be like our our relationship with with audience members at the merch table is very hands-on. There's lots of handshaking and hugs. And, sure, and, sure, and, sure, sure. And giving people oftentimes way too much of our time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like within, we got in that last week, like the last few shows when we were seeing the end in sight, um, you know, people would be coming up to the merch table that would be like coughing and sniffling mm. and stuff. And we were like, uh, <laughs> air high five? I can't get around this table. We're really, yeah. it's crowded. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because then we, we started thinking like, maybe this is going to be a thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny that you were like, it was probably curious to you. Oh, they're taking our temperature at the airport. This must be a serious no. thing affecting this part of the world. No. Well, we kind of knew about it because we were, um, uh, Lisa Lisa is very hooked into sort of like not only local and national politics, but she sort of like keeps her ear out to sort of international goings on as well. So she knew that there was a virus outbreak in China and that it was starting to spread um, and that uh, north, like the most north of Thailand was getting like uh, uh, coronavirus cases. Um, but, but we'd already at that time booked our trip. And so you know, everything we read up to that point was that there was no, there were no real cases in sort of Bangkok and, and Chiang Mai. And so we said, okay, I think we can risk it. But by the time we got there, you know, it was creeping real fast. So, yeah. um, I think we got out right on time. I think we got out, like, I think we'd stayed like maybe another, another week. We probably would have been engulfed in it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I'm very grateful that I feel like it, even if, if it had happened in Bangkok or if it happened, since coming back to New York. Yeah. If, say if the two of you had been exposed to it and you had come down with it, uh, Lisa would have been fine. Oh, oh, absolutely. Lisa would have been fine. I would have been she would have been like, oh, I'm inconvenienced. I have a bit of a fever yeah. and it would have passed. And I would have been dead within days. <laughs> would have been dead within days. Yeah, I would have been dead within days. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> the same with, the same with, with, with me and Bunny. You know, like we've obviously have been very safe going out into the world yeah. too. And you know, I am very convinced that if she were exposed to it, she'll be fine. Oh yeah, she'll be fine. But I'm, I'm fucking, I'm doomed. <laughs> I don't know. I give, I, I give. It's fifty fifty on you. Fifty fifty. I'll give you fifty fifty. Why? Because I'm scrappy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You're run down, but you're you're stronger than you look. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a truck where like the whole frame is like rusted out, but oh boy, it's got power. Oh my god, you're the Millennium Falcon. I. Am the Millennium Falcon. This is the this is the best thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I can still make the castle run in tw under twelve parsecs. That's speed. right. She may not look like much, but she got it where it counts. <laughs> the garbage you'll have to do. Um. <laughs> so you got back, and then like we probably both got back around. I got back. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I got, got back like two weeks after you. I got back. Um, you said second week of February. Second week of February. Third week of February, I flew right out again to Waterbury Center, Vermont, to do three performances oh, yeah. of Cheating Death. Oh yeah. And I would love to take this opportunity to both thank the. Um, oh man, I'm blanking on the theater. Give me a second. The Grange, the Grange Hall Theater in Waterbury Center, uh, Vermont, for hosting me. Um, I'm very honored to be part of their uh, solo series. Um, they extended such wonderful kindness and and generosity. Um, and I'd also t- would like to th- give a huge heartfelt thank uh, to all uh, 15 people who saw the show. You are <laughs> you are the real MVPs. Um, thank you so much for coming out to support live theater. Uh, I don't mean 15 people every, each show. I mean 15 people total. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was a lovely time. I just wish more people had come out That's to see it. Yeah. You well, have no idea what loneliness is until you are talking, you're doing a, a six-minute monologue about how the death of your mother has affected or not affected your life in very sort of traumatic ways um, to an audience of three. <laughs> wow. I know that portion of the show, too. That's, that's rough in a packed house, but at least you have the comforting energy of, like, an audience yeah. of, with bated breath. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, to three people, oof. Three people, Sunday matinee. I could see all uh, uh, <laughs> six eyes <laughs> looking at me. I, I, I don't know it with exactly doing a monologue about my mother's death, but I do know what it's like to travel more than 100 miles and put everything that I have on stage to perform in front of eight people yeah. and then only to learn that like four of those people were sitting at the bar and they're the other band that's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I've done that many yeah. times. Yeah. But, you know, again, it was it was well received. Everybody seemed to really enjoy it. Um, everybody seemed to be really moved by it. And, you know, and I got to do three more performances of it. So, you know. Well, great. <laughs> Bra- bravo. I'm throwing virtual roses at the stage Thank where you stand. Thank you. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Oh, I can't. It says poor connection. Okay, I guess I'll hear it's, it. It said that for most of this conversation, it said the video will resume automatically when the connection improves. And I don't know whose end it's on. Uh, it's not me. So what are you saying? I'm saying it's you. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the, <laughs> the other network? person. Um, yeah. So wait, should we wait till it improves or should we just keep going? No, it's been like that for most of this. Oh. I'm looking at, there's like a darkened blur where your face used to be, and I'm pretending that I'm looking at you. Oh. Uh, but I, there's no movement. I see you perfectly fine. Uh, well, then maybe my connection's fine. Oh, maybe it is mine. Hold on. Uh, shit. Is my internet not working? Maybe my internet's not working. You should be able to know that immediately if your Wi-Fi logo is up. You know, this is one of the things that <laughs> Hold on. I found- Keep talking. I found this is one of the things that has been um, we are in a new sort of renaissance of entertainment. I shouldn't say renaissance. It's like a, it's a whole new evolution of entertainment because uh-huh. the way we interact with people in the world now has been in Zoom meetings and and musicians perform live stream concerts and everything is done 
at home, even even our favorite television shows, things like Saturday Night Live and all of the, the, the late night talk shows, everything is done from home. And I feel that a kind of one of the defining characteristics of this new sort of um, evolution in entertainment uh-huh. has been the charming jankiness of it all. <laughs> like everything used to be done like like tip top professionalism all mm-hmm. the time. You'd see these like glossy slick productions, sure, and now sure. it's Crisp, like clear now you hear and, and you hear Stephen Colbert's dog barking in the background, and and oh. you watch you know old people fumble around on a Zoom meeting trying to mute their microphone. Yes. and I feel like I just interrupted our show so I could talk about how the video's frozen and you troubleshot your Wi Fi. And look, we're doing it. Hey. We are we are part of the pop culture. We are the pulse of the pop culture lexicon, my friend. Right, the remote showbiz vanguard. <laughs> also, by the way, the image is back, but now it's frozen. So. Oh, okay. Give, give it time to catch up. I don't. I, I'm in no rush. Okay. Uh, and then. Uh, and then and then basically, uh, we got a puppy, and then we got quarantined. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's talk about that puppy. So the entire time that I've known you, yeah. uh, one of the, you know, if I had been on a quiz show and I had to name like three things about you right away, yeah. like one of them would be number that, one, probably. N- no, number one would be Batman. Number two would be <laughs> that you have been on are, are deathly allergic to all things, including shadows, uh, but especially <laughs> animals. And you're so allergic to animals that you yeah. have exclaimed out loud in many public places on many occasions sure, 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 sure. that you hate animals. Be- and, and then when challenged on that, mm-hmm. you're always like, but they're trying to kill me. Yeah. That is the way you've justified an explanation or that's the way you've justified or explained your, yeah. your hatred of animals. Right. Cute little doggos and Kit Kats. Yeah. You have exclaimed that you hate these evil creatures because they are actively trying to kill you. Yes. Which I know is just you being that rascal Nelson Lugo that you are and that you don't really believe that they're that they're scheming your death you are just afraid of them because you used to go to the emergency room like twice a month basically yeah because you would come in contact with a shadow so <laughs> now yeah you have a dog and not just a dog a puppy yeah yeah we do this is this is this is some <laughs> alternate timeline shit right here i know we're living in bizarro world never never thought i would see the day um well i think i think at the last podcast i covered all of the like the the hows and the whys and the wherefores i'm taking allergy yeah. shots i'm out of medicine so yeah on february 28th and most importantly mm-hmm. you are married to a woman who you love very much very who much. loves dogs very much who loves dogs very much yeah. so you have you have subjected yourself to this this uh, allergy shot regimen mm-hmm. and and uh, as well as all of this research to find the safest animal yeah uh largely out of the your love for your wonderful wife i would say exclusively out of the love yeah. of my wife yes because at that time a dog was not a thing that you could it was too abstract of an idea for you to imagine having an emotional bond. Like you were willing to do this thing for Lisa's sake. Yeah. But all of your, everything that you knew was still telling you 
this is a creature that wants to end my life. Oh, oh, absolutely. But I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it. I'll let her have a gun in the house, but... <laughs> but oh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to see that gun. <laughs> no, no. Not only. Not only is it like, uh, you know, I, I I will be okay with her owning a gun in the house, but she could shoot it off at random anytime she wants, at anywhere she wants. Uh, yeah. I mean, before we picked up our puppy, you're right. It was very much an abstract idea, like this, and and everything we had done up to that point led us to believe that I would be okay, but there was no guarantee that I was going to be okay. Yeah. You know, like all of the, all of the shots and all of the medication could have been for nothing. Like it could have been, you know, my allergy could have been stronger than modern science, modern medical science. And so the days leading up to it, I, be, I was just becoming more and more and more just frankly fucking terrified. And hopefully I, I you know, I hid that from my wife. I guess she's going to be listening to this, so I guess the secret's out. But I was fucking terrified that this wasn't going to work and that she was going to have to A, give up this puppy we just got, you know, and B, she did a lot of work to be okay with the idea of never having a a dog because Mm -hmm. of me. Once I introduced the idea of having a dog, she slowly opened up her hopes and dreams and wishes to that idea and then once we physically had it to give that back would be would be tragic would be absolutely tragic for her Um, unimaginable unimaginable um and so you know and i have to admit that first month was rough and i think Based on what I know from the breeder and from what I've read when they're when they're tiny little tiny little puppies they still have microscopic hair and you know microscopic dander basically when they grow past a certain age and size that stuff gets less and less and less and less so that oh it's it's worth reminding our audience that you got a hairless terrier oh i'm sorry yes i got an american hairless terrier they are a purely bald breed so it's it's so unlike the chinese crested or the uh sholo quixotic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just, no, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying you reciting facts about various breeds of Thank dogs. You. That's I like how well read you are <laughs> yeah, I, on the no, topic of, of murder beasts. Now. I am fucking well read, my friend. Um, those breeds still have some hair on them. The American hairless terrier is completely 100 bald, um, or at least the hairless variety. There's a coated variety that obviously has hair, but that's different. We didn't get one of those. Um, okay. And so that first month was really rough. I sneezed a lot. My eyes were red and itchy a lot. Um, you know, I took, I took way more medication than I probably should have. But now that she just reached five months, um, I'm good to go. Like, I almost never sneeze because of her. My eyes never itch because of her. My medication um, intake is um, what I'm prescribed, basically. I'm just taking exactly what I prescribed and no more. So... It, it's looking like it's working and great yeah so and you met her yeah yeah she is freaking adorable <laughs> thank you she is she's been in a pain in the ass today particularly for some reason but i don't know why uh, uh i am i am longing for the day and it's surely a long ways down the road hmm. but i am longing for the day when you and Lisa can visit and bring Chance with you because I want to watch my hairless cats meet another animal. 
<laughs> now I know she's like, we can't visit one another right now because we're still in quarantine. And also, even if we weren't, it's probably a little too soon because she's still like getting socialized, correct? No, no, no. She's fine. She actually has all of her shots. Um, oh. So she is good to go. She's had all of her shots for like a month now. Um, in fact, we're actually very worried because of the quarantine. We haven't been able to socialize her very much. You know, like she, yeah. she's not around a whole lot. She's not around people. She's not around other animals. We walk her to get her used to the neighborhood, and that's going well in fits and starts. But you know, she's still woefully under socialized, and and we're concerned. You know, when this quarantine is over, when you know Lisa and I have to go back to you know what we do for money. What's going to fucking happen to Chance during the day and things like that? So, you know, we're still working that out. We have some ideas and we, we, we're playing around with some possibilities. But when quarantine is over, this puppy's going to be fucking the most anxiety-ridden dog in the history. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that there's going to be articles a year from now about quarantine puppies, quarantine dogs, and how, like, woefully under-socialized they are and things like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but here's a well. Th- that's great. Then she won't be an outlier. She'll be part of a community, <laughs> right? A community she fucking hates. <laughs> Anxious virus dogs. Yeah, uh, I do have something to ask you, though. What? Yeah. So, oh, so yes, I will be Chance's godfather. Oh my god, that's exactly what we ask you. <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Lisa and I were thinking. Like, what happens if one of us dies or both of us dies, right? What, what happens to Chance? Are you fucking kidding me? Is this really what you're asking me? Yes. Okay, go on. Uh, and <laughs> I was kidding. No, we are not. We are absolutely not kidding. Um, <laughs> if something should happen to Lisa and I, uh-huh. we are very concerned about what happens to Chance. Sure. So obviously, That's your child now. Exactly. So um, we can't give it to her brother's family. Because his children are allergic to dog saliva, which isn't easily treatable, right? We -hmm. can't give it to her mom and dad because they already have a dog who's very reactive and might not be the best fit, right? Okay. uh, We can't really give it to her uncle because his wife is afraid of dogs. So that's kind of a non-starter. And there's like a possibility of another family that's like married in, but... (laughs) <laughs> then we started thinking kind of outside the box. I can't give it to my sister because she's allergic and her kids are allergic and I don't want to put them through that. The only other logical person on this list is you. Wow. You have hairless animals. I do. Already. Them, yes. So when you're gone during the day, they can keep Chance company so she doesn't feel so alone all the time. Mm-hmm. You already know you've already you've always wanted a dog. True. You know, and for whatever reason, have have taken cats because I think they're easier. Maybe I don't know. Uh, and so Lisa and I would like to know that should something happen to us, will you please uh, be Chance's owner? Oh my goodness! I am so deeply touched and honored, and this is a wonderful request. Uh, the only thing, the only reason I would be hesitant is because I'm not allowed to have dogs in this building. Mm-hmm. But it, in the event that I'm not living here, when if if something terrible should happen to you and Lisa, uh, yeah, definitely, I definitely, I would definitely uh, adopt Chance. Awesome. I will let Lisa know. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
And even and even if I am still living here, I'll, I'll figure something out. Yeah, please. I mean, I didn't have Dogs a working oven really for nine months, so money. my landlord owes me. Yeah, yeah. You may have to pay a hundred bucks more a month. Oh, for crying! Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, chance is great. You know, we're tre- we're teaching her tricks and and taking her for walks and socializing her when we can and. Um, she's growing really fast. She's she's much bigger than when you first saw her. Um, wow! Yeah, and, I mean, I'm watching pictures online. Yeah, and uh, hey, do you ever do you ever eat? Are you ever eating something? So, Chance, I would imagine is probably pretty fascinated when you eat people food. Yes. Do you ever like? You're like, all right, I'm gonna I'll give you a little nibble of it. Something you you break her off a little something every now and then. No. No. No zero. Oh wow! Well, that's good. Yeah. Putting your foot down. Yeah, well, because she otherwise she would be begging every time. Every time I wanted to put something in my mouth, she'd be at me begging. Begging. The only reason I ask is because you're denying yourself a wonderful opportunity to say a funny thing. <laughs> what's What's the funny thing? Give Chance a piece. <laughs> yeah, kids still got it. <laughs> that was stupid. It was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, I, I stand by it. I'd do it again. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, having having a puppy 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the past... God knows how long this quarantine has been going on so far. Uh, 11 months. 11 months. Um, has been challenging. Uh, she is... She is... She takes a lot of work. A lot of patience. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of diligence. A lot of, you know... Uh, dedication, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work, but you know, it's 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 not a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Is is what Lisa likes to remind me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she's not going to be like that high energy and that anxious forever, just for several years. Oh no no, she's gonna be basically like this until the day she dies. Uh, oh no, she'll which mellow will be, in her which age. Will be Fifteen years from now, sixteen years from now. Oh my God, Lisa! Crazy. If you're listening to this, she will never die. <laughs> she will live forever. From the moment that I open my eyes, I got a good feeling in me deep inside that it's gonna be a great day, simply divine. I pull back the curtains, take a peek outside. I'm like, ooh, hot dog, what a glorious sight. The sun's shining bright, there's not a cloud in the sky. There's no fog, no smog, no pollution, no noise, just endless opportunities for me to enjoy. So check it, I get dressed and bounce out to the street. It's like 70 degrees with the song so sweet. All the birds above me singing as I follow it, all of them. So many birds, it's like it's all of them. And all the bugs are buzzing, all the flowers in bloom And I can't imagine being back inside of my room I'm just feeling so happy that I'm dancing around Today there ain't a thing that's gonna bring me down Everybody's gone what? All of them, all of the people are gone Everyone you've ever known has left you alone They have all left you and gone uh, Everybody's gone All gone? of them, all of the people are gone what? Everyone you've ever known has left you alone They have all left you and gone Jeez. Today, Satan, take it away. There's not a thing you can do or 
say to get in my way Cause I'm flying high and I'm on top of the world I got a brand new attitude, I'm giving a whirl Slipping down the street, getting on with a start While I'm skipping to the beat of the song in my heart I got a summertime treat running through my mind Getting ice cream sweet, standing in no lines Every light says walk when I reach it No one's honking horns, no tires are screeching And the train's already waiting for me There's no crowd shoving in, take my favorite seat I put my headphones on, play my ultimate jam Let my thoughts drift away to the adventures at hand Reminded why I'm loving life like I'm reciting the least I can't remember ever feeling so at ease and at peace Everybody's dead what? All of the, all of the people are dead are you Everyone about? you've ever met and all of the rest Everyone, everywhere dead Wait, everybody's dead? Everybody's dead all of them, all of the people are dead what? Everyone How? you've ever met and all of Why? the rest Everyone everywhere dead oh Well wait, then who are you? I'm the voice in your head then who am I? You're the only person left not dead And what you mean by dead? I mean dead Dead? Dead Like all of them? All of them All of them? Dead Huh well fuck it, I'ma have some fun And do all the shit I ever wanted under the sun Like raid the cops, confiscated drugs and go crazy Hot wire a Ferrari, crashing into Macy's Moving the museum with the brontosaurus fossil Killing 8-H monologue at Rockefeller Plaza Go to town and burn a tower down like it's my studio And then record this track at the Mix Palace Studio Ain't Lady Liberty in purple, I'm there Kick it with the coyotes running round Times Square I swear, it's just the best damn day, no question Dressed like I'm Agent J, living like I'm legend Everybody's dead all of them, all of the people are dead Everyone I've ever met And all of the rest Everyone, everywhere, all of them dead Everybody's dead All of them, all of the people are dead Everyone I've ever met And all of the rest Everyone, everywhere, all of them dead Yeah, oh at last Did you know that the Epic Podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Well, both of these bits of information are all the way true, friends. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. So you have both, you're, I, I assume you are both working from home. You and Lisa are both working from home during the pandemic? Yeah, remotely, yeah. So you're, you're, so that's why you're, you're both always around and, uh, uh, that's why Chance has both of you around all the time. Yes. Um, how are you, uh, how have you been coping with the, the cabin fever of it all? Um, it's, it, it, ha it has its moments. Some days are better than others. Like, I mean, I, here's the thing. I'm, I mean, I'm like you, I'm a, I'm a, I, left to my own devices, I would choose to be a recluse, right? Sure. But but it's also like a recluse on my own terms. So if I need to go out and get something, I'm going to go out and get something, right? Like I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not agoraphobic. Is that 
the outdoor fear? Uh, fear of, like, yeah, out, open spaces, groups of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not like, you know, I, I don't, I just don't like being around people. I like being inside and with my stuff and things like that. But this is like that without it being on my terms. So it just becomes, it's difficult because, how do I describe this? My office is my kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And so I'm never, ever more than like six feet away from my office. <laughs> and then when work is done, I'm never more than six feet away from my office. Like it's like the couch is two feet away. The, my, my computer is like, I can't get, a, there's no separation between, you know, the, the thing I do for money and the thing that I do to relax from the thing I do for money. And yeah. so like it's this it just it's meld all of these worlds are melding together and it it's a little i think i think i hit a wall like a couple of weeks ago where i was just exhausted all the time and just a bit a bit blue all the time but now i think i'm kind of like in a routine and you know figuring things out like like doing little things throughout the day that help sort of break up the monotony and um lisa has uh, has it kind of better in that you know most of her stuff is like Zoom meetings with other colleagues. And so, you know, she can do that while she's on, in bed. She can do that while she's sitting on the couch. She can do that while she's in the kitchen. You sure. know, me, however, I can't. I don't have the luxury of sort of moving around like that. So I kind of have to sit there all day and work on whatever it is I'm working on. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not easy for both of us. We're, we're doing the best we can. Luckily, we really like being around each other. So, like, that's not well, that, really, yeah, that's, that's not really a problem. So, you know, uh, I think if if there's any if there's any tension between us, it's got nothing to do with the fact that we've been around each other a day. It's got to do with like actual marital circumstances things. and events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two people coexisting as a married couple problems rather than being around each other all the time problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bunny and I like, I, I mean, you're, you're right. You're accurate that I would left to my own devices. I would prefer to spend most of my time alone. Yeah. So for me, like the initial part of this pandemic was like, this isn't really all that yeah, much different than exactly. what my life was like. Yeah, I, same. you know, since I was doing this all the time, I've just, I would, I, my, my plan was that I would be home for like a couple of months between tours. And when I'm home, I don't frequently go and see people or or go out much i stay home and i make things all day long and then prepare for the next tour and then go on the road and then after the road i'm beat and i want to come home and just hide out at home and make stuff for the next couple of months so at the beginning of this it was great it was like i'm basically being ordered by a health crisis to carry on (laughs) carry on and like for the first i don't know maybe four to six weeks of it uh Bunny was here all the time too, and that was that was great. We were having a lot of fun, like kind of redecorated the apartment, paid in a bedroom, and um, I would she, she she was still working on things she was working on, and I would still find time to work on things. We had this great rhythm, and it was built up, and that was I mean th- that was excellent. It was working out very well. Um, a few weeks ago, she uh, went back to work. I guess it's been about a month at this point. She went back to work, and she's still not publicly talking about what her new career is yet so i can't really say yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah so she's been but she works like 50 60 hour days some or wow. 50 60 hour, hour weeks sometimes so she's she works a lot yeah. and and 
it, which at first was kind of great. I was like, I have more time to even be louder and record more frequently and not be self-conscious that somebody's listening. Sure. But I think the novelty of that has kind of worn off. And now I feel, <laughs> I feel more and more like Howard Hughes every day because it's not just because, because now I'm, I'm very lonely. Cause now I'm like, I've, you know, for the past four weeks I've spent the, the lion's share of my time completely alone. And, and she will come home and tell me stories like basically of the outside world as though she's gotten on a <laughs> boat from like the new world. And she's like, I talked to people today and I'm like, oh, my God, does everybody like is it still mostly like two arms, two legs or have we evolved? Like I it's and, and so that's kind of weird. And then she'll she'll come home at the end of the day and she'll tell me these like adventures from her from her exploits during the day. And I'm like, well, I I were set up a microphone. I recorded myself saying poop and fuck a whole bunch of times. And. Uh, the cats are annoying and uh, the voices in my head get louder. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> so it's it's getting a little bit weirder. I've, I've, I've been very busy making Patreon content and making... Uh, I've basically said yes to a million guest-like projects. So I've been working on stuff for that, both music and video. And I've been doing lots of live stream concerts because, again, we are at the forefront of the new remote showbiz vanguard. Yep. Um, so done, and those, things, those, those. Things have, those things have been great. And they're yeah. like... They they're very satisfying, and all all of these various projects are very satisfying, and I love that I have all the time to do it. But I feel like some of the magic of that is starting to kind of like dull a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like I I you know I just did a live stream concert, and that you know at the beginning of this that was like that would like just power me through the next several days, and like the morning after it, I'm like, Ugh, what am I gonna do now? I, I just want to like sit in a bar with like somebody else and talk some shit. I never thought I would be so longing to be around people because I so notoriously don't like being around people. But it's yeah, it's that's it's starting to get to me. Yeah, it's it's I find it. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's a challenge. I find it very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You know, As is so much of the country. Yeah. And I mean, luckily, Lisa and I have like this puppy to sort of break up the, the monotony, you know, and we yeah. kind of like are, we, we have found common ground in a, in a, in a, uh, common evil that is, uh, a five month old puppy. Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Cause I haven't, your picture paused. Um, and so, you know, thank God we have like this puppy to pour sort of like our time and energy in. Um, but yeah, it's like I mean, I yeah, think, my cats are getting a lot of attention. Yeah, and and <laughs> it's weird. Like, it, like I really miss sitting. Like, I'm right now. I'm feeling. You know, I'm getting a little. I I mean, I like that we're doing this. I like that we're sort of like trying to, you know, recreate this podcast the best way we can. But like, not sitting in Studio Six C, it just yeah, it feels. I don't know. It feels like there's something missing, but yeah. I think maybe that's more like us imposing that rather than actually being that. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, I there's there's so much. I keep thinking of all the things that I used to try to get out of that I'd be like psyched about. You know what I would love to do right now? Go to a fucking wedding. <gasps> that would be Holy dope. Shit. Weddings, and I'm not saying this about your wedding. This has nothing to do with your wedding, but yeah. most of the times weddings are like, 
uh, it's usually kind of an obligation you can't really get out of, and and it's you got to go hang out, and all there's all this pomp and circumstance and to do, and getting dressed up and dancing <laughs> and hanging out with people you don't know. Holy shit! Would I love to go to a wedding and be around a bunch of strangers right now and be like, "You want to see my dance moves? Let's go to the buffet." <laughs> <laughs> I want to sit outside and take selfies in my slick suit. Like I, that, something about that just sounds, especially now that the weather's getting warmer. Yeah. I feel like this is getting worse because it's getting warmer. Well, the good news is that, and I guess this is only relevant for people who live in New York, but um, Cuomo has basically okayed gatherings of, of up to 10 people uh, yeah. so long as they maintain some social distancing. Yeah, let's let me talk about that real quick. So, all of these I live in this neighborhood called Astoria in yeah, the borough nobody, of Queens. Yeah, <laughs> finish your story cuz I think my story is, is the same. So, um starting, you know, a few weeks ago, several of the bars on the street that have obviously been closed since this whole thing started, they started opening up um for like to go service like you can't go into a bar and hang out but but you can go up they'll, they'll like set up like a little window in the front of their store and they'll sell you like a beer and a to-go cup and so the young people who are all cooped up and and itching for some socialization have all started like flocking to these bars but like every week like a new one opens up or every few days a new one starts doing that so up and down this street like right like just a couple blocks from from my apartment there are like four or five bars that are doing this. It's Memorial Day. It's Memorial Day weekend. Oh, so they've all shit. just been opening up and like serving beers to people. And people don't like get their, they don't go up and get like a, 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 you know, a martini and take it home. They all just like gather on the sidewalk and talk to their friends. So Bunny has often referred to 30th Avenue now as the French Quarter. <laughs> because when you walk down the street among these four bars, there's just like a crowd of like a hundred young drunk people just all milling about on the street, having drinks. Nobody's wearing a goddamn mask. Yeah. Everybody's just wasted. And I know that everybody's like frustrated and cooped up and they just want to get out, but they're making these incredibly dangerous conditions like out on the street yeah. in in a yeah. city that is the our, the national epicenter of this of this outbreak. Yeah. Uh, and that just makes me crazy. Like, I get it that we all have cabin fever, but like, I don't know. I see people doing that in like sort of remote places where they don't have a lot of, uh, in, in, in sort of remote places where they don't have, you know, huge numbers of infections or, or huge populations. Yeah. Yeah. People are frustrated. Like, I had to wear a mask once to go to Applebee's and I'm mad. I thought I woke up in America. And like, yes, Angie, settle down. You're going to be fine. Um, but But these are like, young people who are like seemingly like you know politically involved and and or at least informed tech savvy informed and they're just out there wearing masks around their neck and getting shit faced and stumbling around on a on a crowded sidewalk that i have to navigate in like my full fucking gear um and that's incredibly frustrating it is also incredibly frustrating that other people in the country are not only not taking it seriously but have now turned to this is a they're now just echoing the the words of their their orange hero by yeah. sort of suggesting that this is all a hoax. It's all been exaggerated. That science has some sort of that the scientists have some sort of bias against a political candidate, and this <laughs> all made them to look bad. And they're all just fucking gobbling up all that garbage like on Infowars and vomiting it back online. And yeah. I have I have been it has been astonishing to watch an all out organized, non educated assault against fucking science like this. I mean. <laughs> It's not anything that's terribly new, but to see it in this 
in real time yeah concentration yeah. and in this this much fury online where people by people who are who who are making like analogies to that they're having their rights stripped away yeah my body my be- choice right because they have been at most at the very most inconvenienced, inconvenienced. yes uh yeah my neighborhood isn't that bad um, but because they, that are, there aren't any bars in my neighborhood per se, and the ones, well, there are a lot of them, and the ones that are, are not open. That's just not a thing that, that they're open and doing. But oh. um, there's a lot of green space in my neighborhood. And well, that's nice. It is nice, except like no one's really wearing a mask. Everybody's walking around, fucking like coughing on each other and. Like it's it's a weird mix of people who are all who are either walking around in like fucking full hazmat suits, mm-hmm. you know, with like a, a, a mask and a face shield and gloves, and they're all like they're wearing parkas in the like in the heat, and like I'm like, all right, do you? And then there are people who are like <laughs> like me who are doing like what what essentially what New York City government has been suggesting: wear a face mask. You don't need to wear gloves. Just you know, wash your hands or use sanitizer what have you and that's what we're doing yeah and then there are people who are just like wearing their face masks as headbands or neck warmers or earmuffs and then just people just out now just don't give a fuck and just nothing it's like you know when you like wander around in like uh, anywhere on on halloween and you see like these lazy dudes who are like i'm going to halloween party so i went and picked up this mask but then they don't really wear it they just kind of perch it on top of their head and they go out to a bar yeah that's the way people are wearing fast face masks at these like little on the sidewalk speakeasy parties on these bars and it's like (laughs) why why did you even bother just open your mouth and i'll come up and sneeze because you're not even trying that's your your neck is not going to collect any droplets of virus or maybe they're logged into like, maybe they're like sh- members of the same Facebook groups. All these people I went to high school with are that are now actively sharing articles about how face masks aren't really going to protect us from anything. God damn fucking. Because, you know, fucking fuck you, science. Right. Fuck you, science. Well, <laughs> the world's leading like infectious disease expert has been saying masks for weeks, but he, you know, but Trump doesn't like him anymore. So masks don't really work. Oh my God, that shit is the thing that's making me the craziest. Yeah. Being like, we could make this end pretty easily, but. I think, I, I think you and I can, can organize some kind of like couples meetup. Like you, me, Lisa, Bunny, we, we, we meet at a park, you know, we, we, stay, we stay comfortably apart from each other, but at least be in physical presence, you know? I think, yeah. we, could do, I think we can do that much. You know, I called, um, I, I made a call yesterday, like a, like a, Facebook Messenger video call mm-hmm. to a fan of mine upstate because um, it was her birthday and her friends had organized this birthday party for her and and they were like oh we're, we're we're meeting up now we're going to this birthday party and I was I was excited to like you know wish a fan a happy birthday but I was also anticipating like I'm going to be looking at a bunch of people getting fucked up in in an apartment and I'm going to be like underneath my skin's going to be crawling because I'm going to be like you guys are not doing it they I, they, they they open up the video and like they're outside and they've, they've built like this little tent and they're like barbecuing and there's like a dozen of them there 
everybody's wearing masks. They're all standing like 10 feet apart from one another. Yeah. And I was so touched that somebody was doing it. Yeah. And I was, she was thanking me. She was like, oh my God, thank you so much. You're, it's so great that you called. And I'm like, no, it's not me. It's your, your friend. You've got really great friends. And she's like looking over at him off camera. And she's like, oh my God, he's great. I wish I could hug him. Aww. And I was like, even people celebrating their birthdays who are young and probably getting drunk are still aware that there's a crisis. Yeah. But yeah. every freaking Karen from Madison County, Iowa, is just losing her goddamn mind. I need she my can't hair done and my nails done. They told me I had to wear a mask going to Hobby Lobby. Mm-mm, uh-uh, not in my America. <sighs> All right, change it to, let's change the topic. Uh, let's talk about some important uh, quarantine things. Uh, so what what foods have you made during the quarantine that you wouldn't have made otherwise? Um, because I'll tell you right now, Lisa and I have been experimenting with shit. Uh, I haven't, I I haven't made um a lot. Banana bread is about like as oh, okay. as, as fancy as I've gotten. Uh, Bunny has been experimenting with with cooking lots of various different things. Yeah, and, that's, and yeah, she's been killing it. Um, what, what have you had? What has she made? Um. Well, last night there was this uh this amazing um pasta with mushrooms and a cream sauce that had fresh basil that she's growing on the windowsill in the oh kitchen. Oh my god! Yeah, she's growing oh various god. like Lisa, things in the kitchen now. Lisa loves nothing more than puppies and basil. <laughs> She, Why was that not a consideration for a name? Uh, because she refuses to name any dog of hers a food item. But it's also a human name. I know. I know. Trust me, I know. And she's listening to this. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, we tried to grow a, bla- a basil plant, but we killed it. Oh. Well, I mean, I think there's a few things growing in the kitchen. There's garlic and there's uh, basil, but um, the cats definitely are cannot cannot stop fucking with stuff. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm talking about you guys. Uh, Well, Lisa and I, we got a a pizza steel as a wedding gift and we haven't used it um, Mm -hmm. since since we got it ever. And so we finally made uh, homemade pizza. Uh, oh yeah, so you know she made dough and sauce, and we put on toppings, and we made uh, delicious uh, pizzas on our brand new, well, I guess relatively brand new pizza steel. It's amazing. <coughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's probably the best pizza I've ever had, hands down. Wow. Yeah. That's that's saying something. Yeah. It's a, it's such a great food. Yeah. You know we've we've made uh, Bunny has made a few times. The, I I got her this. Um, one of the things I got her for Christmas was one of these baking pans, like a muffin pan, but uh-huh. they're in the shapes of skulls. <laughs> and she's baked, she's baked pizzas into those a few times. So it's like, you know, 3D, like a spherical yeah, 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 skull. Yeah, yeah. And you pull it apart and just sauce and guts ooze oh out of it. Oh, my God. That's, that's awesome. That, that's, a, that's, a fun ex- that's a fun eating experience. And also delicious. I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, for, my, for my birthday, she made me uh, pizza and cinnamon roll. Cinnamon, her, her, her cinnamon rolls that she makes for the holidays. Yeah, your jam. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're fucking insane. They're fucking insane. Good. They're, <laughs> they're so, so fucking good. good. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> um, 
you know, you asking this question about food, like, reminds me of something that I wanted to ask you, um, which is how, um, what have you done, what have been some things that have stuck out that you've done for entertainment during quarantine? Like, what is some of the stuff that you have consumed online? I know know y'all watch a lot of competition baking shows, but you've got to watch, have watched something other than, other. Well, actually, we are um, binge watching The Wire. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that's. The, the the wire is kind of like as far as television series go like also kind of like my lion king in that i've never seen it and nobody can believe i've never seen well, it well i've never seen it either um she saw it when they first aired like way back when mm-hmm. um and but she's forgotten most of it so we're going back and we're watching the wire um let's see we watched uh the marvelous miss mazel uh the amazon prime show yeah it is fucking delightful i love it um, what else? We are currently watching Miss America, the oh, okay. sort of women's rights. Uh, um, it's got Kate Blanchett, right? Yeah, Kate Blanchett is amazing. She's my favorite. She's amazing in it. Um, what else? Uh, um, I'm I'm making her watch Downton Abbey. Okay. Which uh, she is not 100% on, but there's enough of it there that she keeps coming back. Okay. And we started watching... Well, I think we, we also, like, binged Schitt's Creek um, during the beginning of it, but we basically blew that through that pretty fast. Oh. Yeah. Um, what about you, I buddy just, boy? I, for some reason, never watched Schitt's Creek, and I don't know why, because I love that whole sort of fraternity of, of funny people. You would love this show. You would get a kick out of it. I mean, a lot of people say that it's a slow burn, and I don't really understand why, because I was hooked from the first episode. Oh. Yeah. I don't understand why people say it's a slow burn. I really don't. I have not heard that criticism. Yeah. Well, that's uh, like... Pro- it, I, I, it's, it's definitely like on my short list of things to watch. Then it gets, it gets a high recommendation from me. Great. Uh, I'm like, I've really been... I've I've almost made my way through all of the episodes of Forensic Files on Netflix, which is like <laughs> nine times. It's about four hundred and fifty episodes. That's not, and that's not really an exaggeration. Holy it's shit. it's somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, and so now I'm just like watching whatever crappy true crime nonsense I can find on demand. Um, but I'd say like among the best stuff that I have watched so far. I mean, the best thing that happened to me all quarantine is that Beastie Boys story was released. And we were going to go see that because it was going to do a limited theatrical yeah, run in IMAX theaters I when remember. it came out, when it was scheduled to be released in April, but obviously that didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, I have not so watched I've, it yet. Um, I've seen it, I think, five times. Oh, wow. So it's good. I've watched I've actively sat down and watched it beginning to end three times. And then two other times, I've just put it on the background just so I can listen to my friends talk about their music while I'm setting up like lights and drums and stuff in my apartment. Uh it's so freaking good. Is it good? It's just, it's so freaking good. Good. It's so good. It's so, so good. And I cry every time. <laughs> is it, um, does it have anything to do with the book? Is, that, is there like a tie-in with the book at all? Or is it like its own separate? A little separate? bit. A little bit. It, it's, it's still just like these two guys telling their story and they break the story. And it's, it's when the book came out, they did these live shows in New York yeah. uh, in front of audiences and, and, uh, um, where they they were kind of like doing like like a two man show with like they were telling stories from the book 
and the the chunks the story's like broken up into chapters some of those chapters have the same names as chapters of the book and it's all like they're standing in front of like a slideshow and and there's like audio video elements and um and there's like kind of little jokes and pranks that are written into it like things don't work during the show perfectly because it was kind of like adam yauk's jam he loved (laughs) making things look like they were broken uh and it's just it's freaking wonderful i mean obviously reading the book is not required to watch it it's still a very clear linear explanation of their history as a band and mm. it's really goddamn charming oh good it's and, it's, and well put together it's it's excellent it's excellent. that's on apple TV. apple tv plus yeah okay i don't have that uh i don't either oh Oh my god and then i think i told you earlier today i just started watching uh the first season of the harley quinn animated series i'm going to uh, you sent me a clip and i think i'm hooked it was like right after this i'm gonna try here's the thing here's the thing yeah i love lisa with all my heart um, and there are m- many things we have in common, many, many things. One of the things we absolutely do not have in common, like are diametrically opposed, is she cannot, will not sit through any kind of superhero, animated, spider, bat, super wonder, Avenger sure. assemble thing. She just can't. She just doesn't care about it. And not only doesn't care about it, actively dislikes it. Yikes. Um, yeah. In fact, the few times... And I'm not saying yikes because, like, I mean, I understand. It's, <laughs> it's, so much of that material is so exhausting it to is, watch now because we've been so saturated with it. I'm, look, I would not actively have gone out and seeked out this Harley Quinn series because I don't really care to watch an animated right. series. I have comic book fatigue uh, and I don't need to see more material from the Batman universe. So I get where she's at. No, I get but it. Go on. Um, so getting her to watch anything like that is just damn nigh impossible. Um, the fact that she even saw some pop culture movies with us, I think she saw Solo with us. Solo was Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Day. that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think she was doing that because, like, she loved me, she wanted to support me, but, like, at this point, she's like, ah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so... I need to find time to watch that because I feel guilty consuming media by myself. So more often than not, we are trying to find things we can watch and enjoy together. Uh-huh. But there's tons of stuff that I wish I could just watch on my own. Now, she's not keeping me from watching it on my own. She doesn't particularly care. But I personally feel guilty about consuming any kind like watching something on my own that's not like sitting next to her on the couch. So sure, I, need, sure. I need to like, I need to find out and carve out time to do that, which, well, it's an animated series. The episodes are, you know, like 25 minutes long. Sure. Uh, you could like, if, if, if perhaps if she's like on a zoom call, then yeah. you could like slip away to your, your magic room <laughs> and watch one. Uh, I, I just like, I'd heard some things about it and I wasn't really all that excited. Cause again, sure. superhero fatigue, superhero Batman fatigue. fatigue, but I mean, it's got kind of a look like the original Batman animated series, except it's incredibly violent and they swear constantly. Yeah, I think the and, too many and clips it's, you it's, sent me it's, had it's, like it's it's funny and it's uh, <gasps> it's well written and it's it's feminist and it's uh, it really kind of like 
takes apart so many of the nonsense tropes that we've accepted from the Batman universe. Like Batman and Jim Gordon are these just obnoxious, like idiots that are in the way of everything. Oh, wow. Um, and all the other villains are also all just kind of narcissistic morons, but, um, <laughs> but Harley's like the hero of it. And she just, I mean, I've always wanted to like, I think see as something animated and have Harley Quinn turn to Joker and say, what the fuck, Mr. J? Like it's, I just love how much swearing there is. And and sh- how like in the first episode she like shoves bombs down guys' throats and they explode. Jesus Christ. It's really it's really cool. I'm like I I've kind of been thinking I just watched the first episode last night. I've been thinking about it all day and I can't <laughs> wait for Bunny to get home because I'm gonna be like, How was your day? Sit down, let's watch more Harley Quinn. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh but yeah, the short episodes. You could you could like you could Choke one down really quickly during a during um like call. I absolutely will. I will. I will find that. I, I've been reading a lot of comic books actually. Um, Have you? Yeah, it's weird because I don't think comic books. I mean, I, I haven't really looked this up, but I don't think printed comic books are being printed right now because all the shops are closed. Yeah, and so well, they they still probably mail order though. Well, here's the thing, like you know, because I I belong. I've been buying digital comic books for the past like eight or nine years now. Like I have a, I like, I can count the amount of physical books I've purchased with one hand. Um, no new books have been available digitally. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they're not, yeah, they aren't making anything. Yeah. Well, that's not true. DC comics is doing something that's called DC digital first, which is, you can only get them online. And God, DC stop. No, but it's part of the comicsology, (laughs) right? So it's like, but sure. They're not part of the continuity. They're not part of it. Like, they're basically... They're just stories. They're like one-off they're, stories. Each comic book is a standalone story. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Those are nice and digestible. You don't feel like it's this huge, like, time sink exactly. and investment. Exactly. And they're very cheap. They're like 83 cents an issue. And they come out, like... One... I guess when I say... That's great. I guess when I say DC Stop, it means, like, them constantly trying to brand some sort of their digital thing. Like, there didn't need to be a DC streaming service. Come on. Relax. Eh. Yeah, I'm not. I, I love DC. I can't. I can't justify spending more money into yet another service. Like I'm already getting CBS Plus from my brother-in-law, and I'm getting Disney Plus from my sister. You know, mm. like if I knew somebody with a with a DC universe streaming service who wants to give me their code I will exa- gladly accept it but I am not spending more money on yet another s- streaming service I'm just not yeah it's too much it's too much there's, there's, too, there's, there's too much it's too fucking much I can't I can't do it I mean we're, we're about to cut the cord on cable mm-hmm. because you know chance is expensive wait do you have, spe- <laughs> do you have, do you have spectrum cable yeah oh great then you can watch Harley Quinn oh uh, well just like you can't watch, <laughs> I know, the, I know, I, I know. Beastie Boys documentary. There are ways, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, pretty soon. Well, I guess once once the once the city opens up again, we're gonna need to put Chance into some kind of like daycare situation, and that's gonna that's gonna be costly. That's gonna be costly. So. Oh wait! I, 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 um, one last one last thing that I consume oh. I want to share with you. Um, I many years ago we both very very much, very much loved a comic book series called Lock and Key. Oh yeah, it was so good. That's it. Still remains like one of the best, like yeah, 
complete stories, beginning to end. Beginning to that, end, it was pretty that I've pretty ever spot on, that yeah. I've ever read. It's it's such great mythology and a great story. Netflix uh, produced and released a live that. action. It sucks. Does it? Okay. No, I'm not going to say it sucked. I'm going to stop. I've, I've I've made like this this goal that I'm not going to say that things are good or bad anymore. I'm just going to say how I feel about them. Okay. Because the thing is, if you say that something sucks, if a million people say that something sucks and one person says, I enjoyed it, then one million people are wrong. Yeah. So instead of saying that it sucks, I'm going to say, I cannot express how much I did not like Netflix's Lock and Key series. Really? That disappoints me so bad. I was so disappointed. There's elements of it there, but... They just gutted it with their screenwriters just gutted it to make it a digestible television series. Yeah, I was I and was wondering there's some how there's some decent performances and there's some different decent elements that were like and it seems like whenever anything from the books happened it's kind of like an homage to people who read the books sure. like like or like a little nod to them sure. like hey, recognize this thing in this story that you don't recognize. Uh it's 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 I just thought it was a mess. I, 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 I didn't understand how it got greenlit as a Netflix series because that story is so comic book. It is the it is the quintessential definition of a of a of a great comic book story right. that can be it's told like, episodically and with with you know speech bubbles and thought balloons and and frames like it's it's such a it's such a distilled great version of that medium mm-hmm. and Sim- similarly to the original uh watchmen miniseries yeah oh you didn't like the watch also miniseries? also also what's that you didn't like the watchmen miniseries no i mean the watchmen comic book series yes did I not like the though the Watchmen HBO series is absolutely wonderful <laughs> okay but but the no I'm saying that like Watchmen, the original like Alan Moore Watchmen, similarly to Joe Hill's Lock and Key, yes. is like a perfect use of the medium of comic books that was very difficult, apparently, to adapt. Yeah, to you a can get away format. with things in comic books that you just can't get away with in any other medium. You just it just can't. Yeah. It just it just it doesn't translate the same way. Um, I will say this: I did watch, and this was some time ago. Maybe I didn't mention it earlier, but um, Umbrella Academy on Netflix is fucking fantastic. I have heard. It is absolutely wonderful because it strays away from the source material. And it's like this weird, it's it's so weird how comic books, it's either hit or really fucking miss. Like there's no middling ground with with filmed adaptations of comic books. And um, Umbrella Academy is a good example of a Comic book that everyone really fucking loves. I thought it was, eh, I thought it was middling. You know, I think I, it was neither good nor bad for me. Um, it was, it was a, a comic book, uh, but the Netflix adaptation, mm-hmm. really good. Um, there's mm. some parts that are like huge, kind of question marks, like, huh? But overall, I really enjoyed it. That's, <clears throat> excuse me. That's similarly to how I felt about. Scott Pilgrim movie versus the Scott Pilgrim books that were the source material. Yeah. Those those books are like eh. But the movie the movie just like took all six books and just cut out all the the chaff and just packed it in and made it nice and tight. Yeah, it yeah. made it look like a comic book and I thought that, that was very effective. Yeah. So yeah. that sounds kind of similarly to what you're saying about Umbrella Academy. Yay. Oh my god. Um listen, Chuckles, we're about to have a crisis because 
I'm getting uh, battery notifications from my phone. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> so let's wrap this up. We probably should. We are at about 80 minutes right now. Perfect. Let's wrap this up. I think I think I'm sorry to do it so suddenly, but I don't want us to like have to put off recording an outro when my battery is not about to die. Okay, good. Oh, it just came up again. 10%. All right, here we go. So folks, we are going to end this episode rather quickly. Hopefully this will be... Wait, but wait, wait, wait. I got 10% left. I just want to say, hey, it's been really great talking to you again. Fuck, it's... uh, God damn it. (laughs) I miss you so much. (laughs) Yeah, I miss you. And I like... I, I look forward to actually being able to record this properly again in person. Yeah. And yeah, and and off show, we should definitely talk about some sort of distanced outdoor public <laughs> couples meetup. My 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 dog needs to meet more humans. Oh, I've got to just let me hold her. <laughs> <laughs> just let me hold this sweet little angel. Okay. Uh I don't really have anything to plug. Do you have anything to plug? Um, no, please like sign up for my Patreon. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. Cause I am doing one full length live stream concert from my living room, uh, at the top of every month. And then in the middle of every month, I'm doing like a six song, uh, live stream show on a, a given Sunday afternoon on Facebook. So those are the things to best stay in touch with what I'm doing, but you really should, you my should, Patreon is what you should let me do a magic act for your Patreon. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm not going to say no to content. You want to do a magic act for my Patreon. I'll do, I'll do a magic act it. for your Patreons. Uh, all right. I have nothing to plug. Uh, but so, yeah I, yeah, I have nothing to plug. I have a bunch of shows booked this summer that got canceled. So, yay. <laughs> Same. Same. But, yeah, sign up for my Patreon and then come watch me do rap shows in my living room. I got special effects and hairless cats. Yeah, your, your, your living room concerts are getting crazy. <laughs> and I fucking love them. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> They're cuckoo banane, as I like to say. Oh, I didn't know that you were multilingual. Yes, cuckoo banane. Um, that's it. So folks, awesome. Uh, whole, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Here's an episode for you. We hope it was worth the wait. <laughs> oh my god, I've been waiting my whole life for this outro. It's the best. Um, uh, you know, send us an email if you're still listening. Let us know if you want more uh, quarantine editions of the Epic Podcast. Um, because we've figured out the technology to let it to have us happen. And maybe we'll have a guest. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Uh, but that is it. Uh, I, this has been episode 72 of the Epic Podcast. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, Internet, and I fucking mean it. Be safe. Wear a mask. Don't go outside. Don't take needless uh, risks. Be fucking safe out there. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. 
If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you wait first? Do you know which episode number this is? Not even, not, not even, not even remotely. It's, is it like seventy three? I think it's seventy two, but let me look. Okay. I like that. I have to search our podcast online to find out where we are. <laughs> I know, I know. Yes, this is going to be seventy two. Seventy two. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.